Here at Parasol Pharmaceuticals, we are proud to announce our new COVID vaccination. Our vaccination is much different than our competitors. It improves your lifestyle in more ways than just one. While also offering unprecedented protection. Our test patients have raving reviews for you. Thanks to Parasol's vaccination, I no longer menstruate, which gives me so much more energy to do with my new octuplets. I got the shot from Parasol, and now I'm my neighborhood's favorite neighbor, because I am a 5G hotspot. Walking at night is no longer terrifying for me because I glow with my own special phosphorescence. Thanks, Parasol. Babes are rolling in like you wouldn't believe. My penis size grew 8%. Every man should get Parasol. My sex life logarithmically improved when I took Parasol's COVID vaccination. You see, Parasol cares about not only your safety, but your personal life, too. Become part of the Parasol family by getting vaccinated today. Katie and Brady on the podcast! Vaccinations. Oh, we're going to be very, very non-confrontational and divisive today. Right? Is that what we're you're We're good doing? at that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, <laughs> nothing says just, bring uh, us together like vaccination. Yeah, I can't even total unity. Today. Vaccination. We need a unity vaccination. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need a vaccination vacation. Oh, man. Or you have to be vaccinated to go on vacation. You actually. do. Um, you need a vaccination to be a good American now, too. Or mm, if how you dare don't, you not? If you don't want one, my favorite thing is people that believe in, uh, what is it? They believe in my body, my choice, except for reproductive choices. Yeah. I I find that quite amusing. That probably made me not some friends out there. Sorry, but. There's a lot of interesting contradictions and paradoxes when it comes to that. There really is. You know, people have been fighting over vaccinations for a long time, though. It's Mm -hmm. it's not a new phenomenon. It's just the COVID one is bringing out all of the the fun. Speaking of my body, my choice. Okay. Uh, Seatbelts. There you go. Why do I have to be forced to wear my seatbelt? How am I going to hurt anybody else if I go flying out my windshield? I feel like that Why goes that back to the me? driving is a privilege thing. They use that as, well, since it's a privilege, we can tell you what to do in your car. But here it is. You have to pay for the car. You have to pay for the insurance. You have to pay for the upkeep. Mm-hmm. You have all the responsibility. You have all of the responsibility, but none of the freedom mm-hmm. of choice. There's taxes on the repairs. There's taxes on the oil. There's taxes on the gas. Mm-hmm. There's taxes on every single part so, you have to buy. So is freedom an illusion? I think that could be the... Well, freedom has always been an illusion. Yeah. yeah. I mean... And much honestly, like, much I like, like every aspect of society. I wear my seatbelt everywhere I go because I've been in a car wreck and I like the whole getting, you know, but I also know um, my friends in EMT and when yeah. something hits you like a semi at 65, the seatbelt sometimes will cut you right in half. <laughs> she has responded to such things. Yeah. So it really just depends on if your number's up. Yeah. But on most low speed Isn't crashes it? that happen, like pretty much driving in any major city, you're going to get hit at 30, 35 to 40, right? They are very helpful. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm I, I'm not advocating not wearing a seatbelt. You're talking about the freedom thing. But I'm advocating that we should at least have the choice. You know what? Another one is is helmets. Yeah, it's it's really funny when in states where they do require seatbelts. Yep. They don't require a motorcycle helmet. It's kind of funny to me. So gelatinous brain goo, uh-huh. cool. Plus, if you hit anything on your motorcycle, you're going flying. It's not like you're strapped to the motorcycle. Did the politicians not realize this? I don't know. So if they're gonna make a, if they're gonna force me to wear a seatbelt in my car with an airbag. Then why in the fuck don't they just get rid of motorcycles altogether? See, I'm just I'm just pointing out. Yeah, we're not talking about banning anything. Jump, yeah. you know, trolls. We're just talking about that. There's a lot of there's a lot of potholes in the logic road, mm-hmm. and I think that that we should be able to talk about these things without being put into groups, classified into groups. That's kind of our whole thing. It's like I like vaccines. Uh, if you hit a pothole on your motorcycle, you're going to be classified in the dead group <laughs> normally. 
or possibly critically injured. Well, if and you're I, lucky, motorcycles are very dangerous. Cars are very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, diseases are very dangerous, and diseases so humans have dangerous. created ways to mitigate that. Because you know, go back and look at the infant mortality rate in 1900 versus now. Mm-hmm. Most of that was due to disease and illness. Exactly. So we've come along. Vaccinations are not bad. And we're not talking. We're not being anti-vaxxers here. No. But I just want to point out. Or pro-vaxxers. Or, yeah, I just want to point out that um, you can't force vaccines either. I mean, come on. Well, and also you're dealing with an entirely new, untested technology. So, of course, there's going to be hesitancy. Developed by DARPA, by the way. Mm. So, I don't know how much you can really trust it. Also, the DARPA makes really things, cool. DARPA typically makes things that are really good at killing people. <laughs> Not always. I mean, they invented the internet. <laughs> you made me look snort where, my Look coffee. where that's at. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the word defense starts their name, but in actuality, it's kill, key, kill team. Yeah, I mean, they're very good at making efficient killing machines, or at least technologies to aid that. So, but the internet has uh, also I mean, been the greatest, military greatest thing ever. Company. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, mili- the internet's a very powerful. Okay, tool, well, and like, look at it. You would polio. They didn't invent it, but they definitely made it. Better. We have polio is and smallpox; those are gone because of vaccinations. People mm-hmm. now, and hardcore anti-vaxxer says no, it's because of our advancement in uh, cleanliness and stuff. But come and on, part of I mean, that's a that that's could be an part aspect of, of it. Yes. How about I'm open Absolutely. to thinking about all of it? Yeah, and if something, it's my thing is freedom of choice. If something's good enough, people will probably do. It. And you're always going to have that group of people. Exactly. That won't. And you know what? I get the whole concept of herd immunity. I get the, you know, because I used to, being the nerd that I am, I used to read doctoral theses because I was sick a lot as a teenager of like on the Ebola research and, and very scary pathogens. And so I like the ideas. I just think we should be able to talk about them without, God, people get really triggered about it. Yeah. Just... And also, I will, I don't know if I want to be a 5G antenna, and that's a joke, guys. Like, <laughs> come on. The Bill Gates. Well, you brought this all started because we started talking about Bill Gates won't share the patent with India, which right now they're in, like, COVID, what is it, DEFCON 5? Yeah, no shit. So, yeah, that uh, I did want to talk about that a little bit. Let's I was, I was listening that. to Tim Dillon's podcast on the way here, and he was oh, absolutely, Tim. <laughs> he was absolutely making fun of it, and I loved it. But, it. but it made me think about the whole thing, and it's like, um, why aren't we giving them the patent? It's a patent. I don't under. It's not like we're shipping... The is it, vaccine. Well, I know over why, there. Brady. That would be money. Plus, they believe the world. Okay, really, super well, it's wealthy dumb people. That they're doing it for money. Like, is it? What, there's a British lord. There's a bunch of them. They believe the world is overpopulated, and okay. they want to reduce the population a little. Like India, there's well, one and a half billion. I know Bill people. Gates is part of that whole thing. He said it a million times. Well, I think so. They're on. You know, they're really about giving contraception to the third world and finite resources and all yeah. this stuff. So I, it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to think maybe they're like, well, let's let it clear out a little bit over there. I'm sure that's part of it. I hope it's not. I hope I'm, not. Unfortunately, either. I think that is i mean come on because what possible profit, reason would you not want to share th- this the, this whole well, they've already made a ton of money off the american taxpayer oh for sure but and, and this whole thing is if you think about it is shining a light on the fact that that whole that whole thing was just for profit anyway it isn't to get rid of covid that's not their motivation we're talking about the government paying companies who are their entire model is to make profits to vaccinate people of course their motivation is to make profits it's this isn't about curing covid or getting rid of covid or, uh, or COVID's or not herd going immunity. anywhere it mutates too fast yeah, look how long it's been like we've still not eliminated malaria and that, that's the fucking mosquitoes fault we can blame them oh, no there's a vaccine for malaria now i forgot to tell that's you that not gonna get rid of it though no it's gonna but see malaria is a different type of virus it's more in the measles section as yeah well. yeah the the uh 
it, it's going to help because malaria oh, kills sure. just it's a massive mitigate. amount we of people. We need to mitigate I'm that very too. excited about it. I read it the other day. Because they're using the same technology for the Rona, I think, to make the vaccine for the malaria. Well, I, I, absolutely, it. the mRNA. It's but been look, a powerful Okay, this powerful is another tool. thing with the, that I kind of identify with the conspiracy theorists on. Guys, think about this. Malaria has been killing people, and we've had vaccine technology for a long time, and they couldn't crack it on malaria until mm-hmm. just now. For, for a long time. And then decades all of a sudden, magically, we've got one for a coronavirus. It's just, it's like, yeah. I understand why people are skeptical. Plus the government, mm. most people are like, don't listen to Big Pharma, Big Pharma evil. And then all of a sudden, line up for Big Pharma. Yeah, it's weird that particularly the Democrats, or at least the left, maybe not all the Democrats, but particularly the left-leaning people. And I'm not shitting on you guys for once. I'm no. sorry when I do. I'm sh- I shit on the right all the time, too. I feel like we're but equal opportunity poopers. My point behind this is, or where I'm going with this, is the left people, are, we're usually the punk rockers, completely against the establishment in every form. Normally, that's how it was at least five, ten years ago. And yeah. Everything about the establishment they did not like, and they wanted to reform it all. Now, they're the biggest supporters of every piece of the establishment, for it, whatever reason. It's a little scary. Like, it's what weird. happened? And now, the Republicans, who are usually the establishment... <laughs> in every way, shape, and form, are the ones against it because I don't know. I, I don't like, know why that flipped like that. Maybe it was I feel Trump's like a fault, really but... wise guy a few thousand years ago said something. There's like there's nothing new under the sun. Isn't that kind of like <laughs> I, I think that yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah. cyclical though. I, I like feel that. like humans are cyclical, right? And so oh, yeah. most structures, one side gets power, so then the other side becomes the freedom fighters. And I feel like that's what we're dealing with right a, now. It's just a constant ebb and flow. of of power struggle. Of us versus them, in a way. I hate us versus them. Mm. The whole purpose of our podcast is to question us versus them. In a way, yeah. I've been reading, I'm reading this book right now by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way, and it's to quit seeing obstacles as a roadblock and actually look, put it in a different context. Change your perspective, change your how you view things, ask questions. Nobody's doing that. They're just like, oh, I hate you. Because you have this, you know, yeah. you're classified in CNN this told me you're bad. Yeah, or like, you know, my... Black um, Lives Matter told me you're a racist. You're, you're hardcore Trumper, I don't like you. And it's uh, like, well, no, that's a... You see, Katie, your toxic idea came from a book, so we need to ban books immediately. Oh, should we burn the How books? How dare you bring that <laughs> yeah, up the, on this t- podcast of a thousand million listeners. The timeless art of turning tri- trials into triumph is a really dangerous ideology. <laughs> I should be canceled. I <laughs> Cancel well, Kate. Hashtag cancel Katie. I would actually love if that trended. I'd like to be canceled. This it's w- the Streisand effect. That would help a lot. Oh, Can you guys cancel us so that we get a, attention, please? It seems to be the only way now. Look at Gina. Well, she's thriving. She got so she got canceled so hard. She's uncanceled now, and uncancelable. So she got. It's like getting vaccinated. Getting yeah. canceled is like getting. I just figured it out. Getting canceled is like getting vaccinated. Ooh. You got to go through it and get a little poke in your arm, and then it gives then you immunity. You can't get the virus anymore. Oh, well, and that's what happened to Gina. And I feel like her. I feel like getting canceled would not hurt my feelings at all. Uh-huh. And um, James O'Keefe, yeah, he's getting it right now. Is he he's getting, getting canceled? His, his cancel vaccination. Who else right now. was getting canceled that I was reading about? Um, oh, it was Tim Scott. Yeah, he's he's another one. Yeah, yeah he's, weird weird story with that. Like a, he's a Republican uh, senator. Yeah, he's right? a senator. And um. He was basically talking about something's racist or something's not racist. I can't remember the full details. Well, it was, um, he, he basically didn't follow the, the line that apparently black people have to follow, which is interesting because all these people are saying we're supposed to be equalizing black people and lifting them up, but mm-hmm. they have to have a specific ideology or they're not allowed to, exactly. to exist in the public sphere. Well, well what's the, um, what's, what was the policy he was saying? Uh, hold on. I can't remember. I wish, at, I'm sorry, guys. i my brain's fried. We're all everybody's we, we, brain's we, fried. Yeah, huh? it's been an interesting week. Let me look here. This is Tim Scott controversy. Well, oh. the thing is, is but while while she looks that up, because I do want to be a little bit specific on that. But um, 
there, there's a lot of this happening where because you don't toe the, the exact line the left, whatever this hardcore radical left people ideology oh. is, then you're going to get ridiculed. So like Elon Musk is about to host Saturday Night Live. In no way, shape, or form is he a Republican or, uh, or right, a right-leaning person. Yeah. He's a little bit libertarian, but heavily left-leaning, as far as I know, anyway. I, mean, that's, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth or anything, but what, what it seems to be. But he's not 100% woke. So everybody uh, from the Saturday Night Live community is not happy that he's going to be hosting. They're being horrible. They're fucking <laughs> annoying. And so the CEO comes out and says, oh, if you're triggered, you don't have to participate in the show. But my point is, he's not even like a political opposer to their ideology at all by any means. He's just not 100% woke. And neither is most of Saturday Night Live for the for the most part anyway. So I don't understand why he's their enemy all of a sudden. Uh, because they hate billionaires. It's sort of, but it's, fun, it's funny because I think that the root cause of it is a, a billionaire hate type yeah. thing. And But this like Tim Scott thing, he basically came out and said America is not a racist country. And that didn't oh, that's follow right. the that's right. It didn't follow the narrative. He and, was basically, and I think that Elon doesn't follow yeah, the narrative. No, he and they probably don't like that he's more popular than he Saturday Night Live the, is, too. He, follow, he follows the narrative that whatever they have on Beta Reticuli, where he's from. Beta. So, you can't blame him. He's an I, alien. I don't like how much power that man has. He took a, <laughs> a currency founded on nothing and made it popular by talking about it. Not even talking, just tweeting. Okay, I'm sorry, Elon, but I saw this meme this morning, and I have to mention it. It was a picture of him when he was bald, and then... Uh, uh, it's it showed like the his hair growing and then ha- what he has now. Yeah. And it said, "You're not bald. Turns out you're just poor." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the best thing ever. He's probably been ejected with all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, I listened to a podcast um was with Dr. Barry Kaufman, but he had Dave Asprey on, and he's the guy that invented. He spent over two million dollars. By the time he was thirty, he was so ill. He had he was like three hundred pounds. His mom was healthier than him. He had like low testosterone, all the bad things, and he spent two million of his own fortune because he's a Silicon Valley guy. Yeah. Of um, trying to have, but he's a biohacker. Okay, he wants oh, okay. to live to be one hundred and eighty. He's a very interesting dude because he's discovered a lot of stuff. But I, I listened to him talk about all of these like things that you can do to, and the quadrillion. Um, what was interesting is the quadrillion mitochondrial bacteria that basically direct everything we do, and we have to fight that all the time. It's like a symbiotic relationship, and mm-hmm. I, I think that that sometimes we have lost community in America. I know I'm going off the rails here. We are not working in conjunction. We're, we're all connected. And now we are, the black mirror divides us a lot. And yeah. so there, we've, <clears throat> I feel like that's why is we get so the, wrapped up in the Elon thing. Is it the get, black mirror entirely or is it just the bird app? And the, giant the bird app. And the giant blue F. I don't know. I have been off the giant blue F and the bird app a lot. I don't go on there. Uh, I have unfortunately participated in, uh, in the bird app recently and uh, I'm not going to apologize necessarily. I am going to apologize to myself, though. You should live here really? on the podcast, okay? Um, because <laughs> I fucked myself over bad. Uh, on the I, I was on there just arguing with these CNN cultists. Oh, talk about and I'm, this. And, and I'm going to be divisive here, and I'm going to be pretty inflammatory with this. But it's like literally CNN got caught by Project Veritas running a fucking propaganda campaign to get Trump out of office. Understandable, I guess. You can kind of see... Well, you don't whatever, have to like I Trump. It's, it's typical certain... politics, right? Okay. But then they also admitted uh, to Project Veritas in their whole little spy campaign, or, uh, political tourism, sorry, um, in their spy campaign, to they admitted that they're going to do the same thing with global warming and frame it as a giant climate emergency when it's actually not, just to push support for the woke 
or whatever this I, I don't even know who's running any of this like um, ideology pushing or pandering I don't it's but it's they're going to pander the uh uh the climate issue with a basically big fake propaganda campaign they've admitted to that and they have not got any recourse um, I feel like the woke James thing. O'Keefe, who's the head of Project Veritas, has been canceled from Twitter. Yeah. Understandably, I guess, because that's how Twitter functions. But they're um, lying and saying that he uh, is because he was running multiple account, multiple fake accounts, and he has uh, mountains of evidence that he's not, and he's suing them now for defamation. Well, but and our I'm, courts—he's uh, like the only one actually fighting this. This guy. Our courts are corrupt. Though. Yeah. He's you... probably going to lose because well. they have infinitely more resources than him. But then again, I don't know. The justice system is broken thanks to the George, or at least the uh, the whole sh- the whole Chauvin trial shined a light on how broken the justice system is and can be, and can how influenced they could be. Don't you which feel is kind of just broken to me in a my, way? But I don't broken. know how to reform it, and it's going to cause issues. So, well, my most my biggest opinion right yet. now, which is an opinion, mind you, people, but I feel like the woke movement is the greatest power grab in our lifetimes because you're using an an infinite resource source, which is people's feelings, mm-hmm. to coerce people cancel people and it's like feelings do matter to people who care about you feelings should never ever matter when it comes to making policy logic and reason now tempered by feelings but the woke thing is somebody it's all who has the most crybabies on their side basically yeah because i was reading an article by elliot page was on oprah um, used to be Ellen Page, Elliot Page, and Elliot Page, yeah. And and I was from Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I number love seven. I think great she actor. is. Yeah, seven. Um, I was just reading about how he was talking about puberty was hell and and all these things for. And I was thinking, I can imagine puberty, it is hell. <laughs> puberty is hell for everybody, exactly. though, not just trans people. Across the board, it is. Yeah. And so it's like you're taking your own personal experiences and you're dictating, and and not just on the trans side, on every side, they're taking their own personal experiences and personal feelings, and they're dictating to people how they have to think and feel. I feel like that's the antithesis to freedom. Go ahead and have kind your opinion. Kind of is, yeah. Go ahead and have your opinion, but don't dictate to people how they have to think, feel, and behave, or they're going to be canceled. Yeah, but they use this like new form of massive guilt tripping to like push that down to people. It's, I am it's very coercive. I am the antithesis to emotional guilt. I hate it more than anything, yeah, other too. than high density urban housing, which we yeah. talked about earlier. <laughs> I also hate that. Well, but, I think. There might be solutions to that, but we don't have to talk about. We're that not right talking now. about that right now. Let's uh, leave an Easter egg there. Uh, um, so, well, and, and big news coming. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> eventually, ooh. yeah, down the pipeline. Yeah. I, I just feel like all of it. Did you read about the Alaska couple that the FBI? I was going to talk to you about this. Oh, so, let me hear it. Okay, so like this Alaska. Alaska couple, the FBI kicked in their door, and they put them in handcuffs for three hours. And the Alaska and, couples, when no, they didn't present a warrant at the beginning or yeah, anything. Yeah. Because they had, they thought that the lady was the one that had something to do with st- stealing Nancy Pelosi's laptop. They weren't even in the Capitol. This they was were about at, that laptop. They were at the rally. This story laptop. is bananas. I don't know that they were at the rally. They weren't even in the Capitol part. Okay. okay, they held them. They were rude to them. They um held them without a warrant. Just the story drives me crazy. And the people were super sassy to them because they're like, you can't do this. Where's your justification? And they're like, oh, yeah, we can't over a laptop. And then they held this picture up. It's a blurry photo. You'd think the FBI, with all the money we throw at them, would have good photos. Yeah. And they're like, we know you did this. And I'd be like, where's my lawyer? 
I, I, I just, would too, yeah. Well, and they're like basically the um. But they got them with the national security. They wiped, Act, I bet they wiped their butts with the Constitution again. It's like basically, if you're a political enemy of the opposite side now, and it's been this way during terrorist times too. It's, it's been like this for a while. Yeah, right? it has most of our adult lifetime. But yeah. it just it's getting worse because they she might have looked like the, the guy was so funny. He's like. Well, that ain't my wife. My wife's way better looking than that. I mean, some of it was really funny. <laughs> I, these, I love that guy. They're Alaskans, so Alaskans are funny. But you guys should look up that story and read their account of it. Oh. I guess they were on some sort of local podcast and they gave their account. And they're pissed. I gotta see So that. now yeah, she, now they're right. going hardcore against... This is how it starts, though. There's a problem. People with backbones stand up to it and say, you know what? We're going to make solutions to this problem instead of, let's sit around and cry about it on social media. Yeah. Because... How are we going to change things? Exactly. I don't know. That's a great story, though. Oh, you got to go read it. La- I, I laptops gotta... are a big deal right now. So they, they raided Giolani's, uh, that, oh, what yeah! the fuck's his first name? Rudy. Rudy. Rudy Giolani's house, right? The FBI did. For supposedly some kind of collusion with Ukraine or something? Oh, he's with the Russia. I think they made all this bullshit up. But I think they did that just to get Giolani and Trump's lawyers and stuff, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because they're scared because he's, in, he's digging very deep into the election fraud. They don't so want that. They got to discredit in you. In the middle of That's him. an old playbook thing. Exactly. In the middle of uh, Trump um, doing a very forensic and deep, adve- not Trump himself, but his whoever team he appointed to do this deep dive uh, forensic investigation on Maricopa County in, in uh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. That's On their deal. elections. By the way, he's already found like 20,000 discrepancies, apparently. That was uh, actually up a, now, up Brady, a week ago. Election fraud um, is really rare. Yeah, my ass is really rare too. So oh, you you cook your ass. <laughs> um, but uh, my point is, during that fiasco, they just happened to, without announcing to apparently now without even announcing to Biden, because Biden's defense was, I didn't even know that was going on. Did, I like bananas did, and bones are hard. He might not have known it was going on. He, he probably didn't. He doesn't even know what's fucking going on with his dogs. For God's sakes. I like the biting dog. Yeah, the biting dog. Major's amazing. But uh, my point is, it's like, <laughs> they they recently made that law where they can just say you're a Russia colluder mm-hmm. and then fucking throw oh, you in Guantanamo. that's not a law. That's an executive order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they can do, and your family, too. Yeah. We should talk um, about that. But, that uh, that we, bothers me. Oh, we will, me. but first let's, let's talk about Giolani. Yes. Supposedly he had Hunter Biden's laptop. Supposedly. Supposedly. I don't know. Is that why they, wait a minute. This might, I think this is a QAnon thing. You might need to just say, if you say it's Hunter Biden's laptop, they'll leave it alone. That's the thing. Yeah, they did. They left it alone. Oh, okay. Apparently, they yeah. didn't touch the laptop. You don't but touch Hunter's were, but laptop. But they, uh, they definitely wanted to uh, get a bit of evidence on Do you think on Hunter's laptop is Skynet? Nope. Like, it's sentient? Because no one touches it. I think it, it is. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, does it give the Rona to people? Yeah. So, between Nancy Pelosi's laptop and Hunter Biden's laptop, I want to know what they're hiding. Is the secret of life what on those? What is their porn history? Because apparently, that's what this is all about. It's got to be. Like, Not that I know a lot Nancy about Pelosi porn, Nancy Pelosi but... really doesn't want you to see what kind of porn she was watching. It's got to have ice cream in it. And being a boomer as she is, she doesn't know how to. She never learned how to clear her search history or use incognito mode <laughs> or a VPN or anything. So, um, there's where the problem lay. So she's embarrassed and nervous and sweating bullets. Hunter Biden, on the other hand, uh, he was probably up on the dark web buying crack with Bitcoin. Yeah. And uh, so he doesn't want to. He's probably that. ordering baby spleens and stuff. Baby spleens, yeah. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Like that's what the QAnon people probably say. It's baby I spleen. guarantee that's the what adrenochrome. It is. Like he would keep it. So this is a message to the Illuminati. Oh, okay. 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 Later. I'm sorry to do this, guys, but this is my message to the Illuminati and the deep state and okay. the Q and the, uh, the, the, the Q blue or whatever the fuck it is. Q blue. Um, I don't know enough about that. Use ciphers and carrier pigeons. It worked for Hitler. It can work for you. Laptops are not secure ever. <laughs> okay. 
There is a lot of fingerprints that you can have on a laptop, no matter how much you clear it. Dudes can throw 82 magnets and 40, 50, BM, 50 caliber BMG rounds through a hard drive. And the FBI can still find your porn history, okay? It's fucking no-brainer. I just thought of... Do not use laptops. Braille porn on the the carrier pigeon's little strip of paper. Talk about a VPN, man. Oh, the ultimate. What is that? It's like pigeon nope. <laughs> the valuable pigeon nope. <laughs> but, uh, like, really, though, what, are, what the fuck are they... Can we please title this episode Carrier Pigeon Porn? Carrier Pigeon Porn. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's just... Avian private network. Oh, God, the avian carrier pigeon porn. People... I wonder when they're going to come take us away. I love that. Oh, any day now. Yeah. No, I think we're just so absurd and stupid that they're not. And they we're nobodies. Care. We're and like I, Alex like... Jones. We're like... If we're perceived as a lunatic, we have nothing to worry about. They'll actually start feeding us information. To throw oh, that'll out be there fun. So that people think that information. Like, they've done this with Project Blue Book. We've ta- I think I mentioned it before. You did. But the dissemination the of The dissemination of information about UFOs. And, oh, by the way, that's that's uh, falling apart all of a sudden lately. Boy, the UFO oh, thing is big. huge. Yeah, it's oh, everywhere. It, it's, it's so interesting because, okay, a couple, I think about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was last Thursday. No, two Thursdays. So two weeks ago, I was listening to Alex Jones, as I do, to... See what the hell the far right's up to. Is that to. your mental health time? It, usually. I, I get a good laugh out oh, of so it Oh, so it's like when I go to salon.com. But, but lately yeah. he's been scaring the shit out of me because of, it's unfortunately, very accurate recent times. Okay. And, you know, uh, so I'm starting to get scared. But anyway, I was listening to Alex Jones, as I do, and he had Dr. Stephen Greer, a very prominent ufologist. Okay. A medical doctor, so he's not just some, like, fucking crazy dude, crazy bum that lives at a diner. Okay. Like you see in the movies. And he was talking about how, uh, basically... They've had this, um, you know, plan for, like, endless wars, and that they're going to fake an alien invasion as a false flag to so take they... freedom away. And then they have to... But really what stood out to me is they was talking about this direct energy weapon that mm-hmm. supposedly the government has and now can start using on people who are dis- descend- descendants. Well, and they've been dissidents. kind of hinting in the... Like, you know, our troops yeah. have had it used against them. So they're, they're kind of hinting in yeah. the, the sphere that it exists. Well, so then a week later, I'm browsing through Twitter, as I do, to, you know, argue with the CNN cultists. And, of course, CNN posts that they think somebody was using a direct energy weapon on people at the White House. And this is weird for a CNN article, because it's very, sounds very Alex Jonesy, right? Yeah. So I'm just putting the dots together, and I'm like... Oh, you were like Charlie. He's talking about direct energy weapons. CNN's now talking about direct energy weapons that they know nothing about, quote-unquote. So I'm like... Oh God! Well, is that everything's like, coming together? Is that coming to a protest near us? Is they're going to use yeah. it like on our people? Only the pro- Republican protest. Well, that's at least I mean. for now, you know, because right? you got to. Well, yeah. but that's my thing is they tell you. I, I know I say they like this shadow thing, but they do tell you what's coming. You, if you kind of like gist the news, you can kind of see like the UFO yeah. thing. To me, is we've always known something's there. I yes. think, but they're now they're disseminating information. It's like I want to know what they're distracting us from. Like, what is that's the most, actual... That's the most likely scenario, is that it is a big distraction Just thing. like you're talking about. If CNN and Alex Jones are talking about the same thing, that's there's a little a bit problem. terrifying. Yeah, there's a little bit going on there so that, under like, the scenes. So is, like, China going to start using that more on uh, people? Like, I don't even know if it's China. See, here's the weird thing about the UFOs. is like, you have one... Of course, this is divisive, too. We're going to take everything and make it divisive in that's America. That's our job, right? That's, that's just what America's America. good at. Yeah, okay? we're good at splitting atoms. Cheeseburgers versus split, chicken sandwiches. Let's split sandwiches. everything. Uh, Xbox versus PlayStation. So we got one school of ufologists saying that it's actually um, military tech that is very high-tech high and very secret. Okay. 
Okay. Right. Uh, due to the compartmentalized nature of information in the uh, in the uh, intelligence community and the government, mm -hmm. um, and the whole plausible deniability aspect that they've invented in those cultures. Yeah. Uh, they. Of course, the president's not going to know about these UFOs, but there's going to be, you know, a select few people who do. Okay. And then those people usually leak it, like uh, Bob Lazar and stuff, right? mm -hmm. and then they get called crazy, and then you don't believe them. And then they're vindicated <clears> but it's real. 30 years later. Uh -huh. no. But, uh, no. it could, but basically, there's a school of thought that says it's military tech that's super high tech and secret. And then there's the other school that thinks it's extraterrestrials. Well, and they're it's fighting each other over... Either way, we need to look at the fact that there's these unidentified flying objects going on here. And, like, they're obviously very high-tech and don't follow traditional laws of propulsion or physics. And, and it's been established as truth at this point. I mean, well, there's enough verifiable evidence that they're there. I can't deny it anymore. Because no. when the Pentagon's saying it's real, and then the news is now saying it's real. But here's what gets me. You watch the news about it, and they're just so nonchalant about it. As if, A, they either have known about it for a long time or are trying to keep people calm. But they're sitting here like, and the spaceship broke the laws of physics and moved in, a, oh, yeah, in an entirely like impossible way. And they're just saying it in news They're talking speak it like it's like, the Queen's Tea Party or Yeah, it's something. like it happens yeah. every Wednesday. This is just a typical Wednesday, Wednesday. for yeah. the Air Force. No big deal. You know deal. what? We were having and then they show live the, jazz. But then they show the video like from a highly advanced targeting computer on a prestigious aircraft. Right, and it's like, and the pilots are like, "Oh, we got one!" Yeah, there, there are a little bit signs of life there. Signs of life. It's it's triggering me, man. I can't do it anymore. This fucking weird. It's just so weird anymore. You know what I've been thinking? What is real anymore? And that's the problem. Is there's so much information that we we've gotten to this like critical mass point of information dissemination that my brain is overwhelmed. I don't know what's real, and I'm very good at critical thinking. Me too. But you're just the volume of it hitting your cortex. It's just overwhelming. I, I feel like literally everything is a psyop now. Like whatever. So we and David were talking about uh, uh, MK Ultra a little bit yesterday because he brought up the Unabomber and stuff, and I was like, well, him and Charles Manson both were part of MK Ultra, and look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is provable. Like it's been declassified numerous times. That now. ended well, didn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but uh, my point is that was a program that ran for decades. So what else? What has did been going they on? learn? Oh. They have, oh my god, that's what scares me. What did the intelligence community learn about human psychology by doing those experiments? Well, that's and the other experiments that are probably still going on that we don't know about because they they're not going to be declassified until 10 years from now. And this is why it's oh, important... Oh, whoops, we should probably tell people about what we're doing. This is why it's important every day to run your own PSYOP that disconnects you from this simulation. Like, mm -hmm. I went out, I grow, I live on a farm. The other day I spent three hours planting things. You know what? Mental health wise, out in the sun, in the dirt, just existing on my plane. Oh yeah. You gotta do it, guys. If you are it's so important for so, your mental health because there's so much like, yeah, you're thinking all your brain is just going, Oh my god, what did they learn? What have they implemented? What are they putting on us? And it's like sometimes you just gotta stop because you have no control over it. As the late great Richard Nixon would say, you goddamn hippie. <laughs> I'm not good at the impression, by the way, but you get the gist. The hippie. I am. I'm, goddamn hippie. Well, you know what's funny is I'm a hippie with guns, I guess. That's, <laughs> my thoughts on firearms make people mad sometimes. Yeah. But the thing is, is I'm mainly just about liberty. I, I, and if you present me a well-reasoned argument that is derived from empathy, I think empathy is important. I'm probably going to like, I'll say, hey, I might not know a lot about that. I'm going to go learn and I'll come back and we can talk. What's wrong with saying, I don't know? And I'll, why do you have to know everything? I, I, yeah. I've been learning a lot about that. Why do you? There's that, no way that to. That might even be why a lot of these narratives survive is because someone's like, I don't know. But they fucking make something up, right? To look and then like they, they stand their ground yeah, and die on, die on that hill. hill. 
And so then these Okay, I feel like we were talking about we started with vaccines. Yeah. You there's no way that you can come out and say you definitively know all about mRNA vaccines. It's exactly. a very complex science. It it's really interesting. And if it works, I'm pretty excited. Guys, Me too. Here's the thing. I'm a, I I hope that it's not bad. I hope that when they finally get 10 years worth of data like any normal vaccine, right? Yeah. Before it gets implemented into society. Um, but by the time they get 10, 15 years of data, that it's actually pretty safe and maybe I'll get it. But as of right now, I just don't, I don't think anyone has enough data. So I'm scared of it. Well, and what's wrong with just and it's questioning? Already, we've already got and also, what's wrong up. with just questioning things? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not a problem. I don't see anything wrong with at least going, hey, you know, um, we know that you guys just kind of threw it out there really fast and didn't get yeah, that's the what proper emergency of... authorization is. Exactly. It's, it's like, like just, they didn't you're get testing the prob- it on What's everybody? wrong with going, so like, uh, what happens if I get a girl a third arm out of my fucking taint? From this vaccine, like, what, is anyone going to compensate me? Scratch your yeah, is anyone going to compensate me, or are they just going to say, well, at least you could masturbate with a new hand? That's what like, I mean. What? It could be handy. That's <laughs> 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 what you did there. I, yeah, <laughs> it was unintentional hand job. Sorry. Oh God. Anyways, <laughs> you just keep laughing. This is my thing, guys. Is say that I do not buy the newest model of anything that comes out. I kind of mix. I adopt things. I love futurism, but mm-hmm. I like to kind of study and research and stuff like that. It's just my own thing, and I like to make my decisions in my own time. You know, I am not living in a high urban area where I'm around a lot of people either. So statistically, it's not super dangerous. On the flip side, I also don't mind doing things for the greater good. Yeah. I just want to make the choice. Yeah. Whereas, like, because um, let's play the devil's advocate here. People are like, oh, Johnson & Johnson's vaccine is dangerous. When you give 8 million shots and you only have 6 reactions, that's not a dangerous shot. Not you don't, exactly, no. There's a, you don't even know if there's an actual correlation to the shot that those people got blood clots. They could have just got blood clots. No. So I want to be scientific about this. Exactly. Like I, I'm not sitting here saying the vaccines are unsafe because I don't know. Yeah. I just hope they're not, but I'm not going to risk it either. I'm not going to be... Know. I'm not going... I did not sign up for the drug trial. Normally get paid for that, by the way. Yeah. Not very much, but my point is, is like they didn't we do... We did. They gave us stimmy. They didn't do 10, 15 years worth of the testing. No. So literally, whoever's getting these vaccines right now are the testing, and I don't want to act just happen to be by complete... Random chance, one of the negative side effect people. I and also, if you're in a high risk group, the, the, the risk is actually better to take the shot. Like if, That's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, well, like my grandma just got it, and but she's over 80. Mm-hmm. So for her, it's less risky to... We, we have to tread lightly here because Joe Rogan was saying the same thing, and now he's getting canceled. That's true. Again, for yeah. like the thousand Then times. he came out and it, he'll be fine. I just think you secretly... I can't believe you're not getting but, the shot because you want the third arm. I, I can tell. I could use a third arm. I can arm. tell. Yeah, you got that wild but heathen But the problem is there's no guarantee I'm going to get the third arm because I haven't done enough studies. So I'm not going to mm. take it until they can guarantee <sighs> that I'll be connected to 5G and I have a third arm. I just can't justifiably get the vaccine for no effect. Well, at some point, I'm going to get the shot because I want to travel the world a little more. I'm, you see, yeah. this is another thing, Rona. I'm a little angry at you because, and there's a precedent for that. You yeah. go to Africa, there are shots you have to get. Exactly. You know, if you go, and so that part doesn't bug me that yeah. bad. I'm not telling people not to get the shot, but I'm telling people to at least think about it. Like, Celine has been debating it a I lot know. lately. Yeah. And all I can tell her is like, I don't want you to not get the shot, but I want you to really think and research as much as you can before you do it, because this is a brand new technology that's never been implemented in society, and they haven't done enough studies on it. So just y- at least use your brain about it. We're not anti-vaxxers. Like, vaccines are amazing. Well, I think we're more like freedom people. Like, But we're questioning the, the, the authoritative narrative And now, I don't so. like being lumped in with people who think peeing on wounds is a good thing, just because <laughs> I'm... Oh, God. Do not go down that rabbit hole, by the way. Oh, my God. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, this lady... 
like pees in her husband's eyeball because he had an infection <laughs> on because of a Facebook hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> well, <laughs> that might have to be the title. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is there's these mom groups on Facebook. Did you hear about the mom militia? No, what? Oh yeah, there's. I, I First read of this. all, let me start with I hate mom groups on Facebook. Oh god, go I ahead. can't. What's so, the mom militia? So I read this article. There's all these moms that are organizing together, and they're like becoming. They're training, like they're becoming militia moms because like and, and most of them are crunchy. Like yeah, like anti-vax with, with guns or the um. What did he call it on Casually Explained? The the mental illness pokey badges. Pokey pokey. <laughs> Let me bring up Momlisha. I read this article the other day and it just slayed me because I, I, one, I love people taking responsibility for their well-being and getting into groups and learning how to do stuff, right? Yeah. But then I read this and it's, I sometimes wonder about what is your motor, motive, you know, like Momlisha, tra- the article. There was an article about this that just cracked me up because they're basically in the militia clauses where of course I'm not going to be able to find it you can, you talk about something while okay. for it yeah well, 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 well back to vaccines just a little bit or not vaccines but covid yeah well you're looking that up another good uh way to look at the whole like people getting married to their narrative and then pushing it even if it's wrong um it's becoming more and more accepted that it's this this probably came from the Wuhan lab Mm-hmm. Um, there was a journalist on Joe Rogan the other day who was really getting in depth about it because he was he broke basically broke it all as a journalist, and so he was talking about how like China didn't want us to know it came from the Wuhan lab, and anytime they he, they were threatening us that we're not going to get masks if uh, the story got out or if they were pushing that narrative, and so Trump kind of put it on down low, and then all the the media kind of just kind of held back on it, but then there's these rogue journalists, basically, that came out and like, you know what, I got, the, I got the fucking documents, because mm-hmm. the time had passed a little bit, and we had our masks. Yeah. So now the story comes out that uh, it's highly likely, there's insanely more circumstantial evidence pointing towards it coming from the Wuhan lab than the natural spillover from animals. theory from animals. Um, and so the argument's now being made, and then now they're, but the typical like journalistic establishment and a lot of the government now particularly in the biden administration don't want to look into it because now that's inflammatory because trump called it the china virus so i'm getting really a lot of neural dissonance here from it because it's like nobody needs to like say that it definitely came from the wuhan lab and we don't need to blame china or hate asian people I get it, but it needs to be investigated. We have not investigated it. The people who did investigate it were supposedly like really good, like really super involved with the lab itself, and so they were able to go and you know fucking fake it. Basically, the CIA does this all the time. Um, the FBI can, does this. We all can the time. contract. We can contact trace things back to mm-hmm. their origin. It's very in fact. And we since have... they haven't necessarily proven that it came from a pangolin that get bit by a bat and walked a thousand miles to, to the fucking market. It's very sus. To it's use the sense. Among Us. Especially when we're yeah. talking about China, who has who is a, notorious for suppressing human- information and lying to everybody about everything. And so, look how effective this microplague was. Like, think about it. it it's it's caused untold economic chaos, mm-hmm. rights infringement. It's given, the, yeah. it's given them a platform to increase their power and yeah. influence over the world. No, we don't need to blame the CCP for the virus, but they should be held accountable for withholding information. Well... And, and then the, the Uyghur genocide, but we don't need to We could source that. where viruses came back from in the 90s. Um, all of my plague, my Ebola reading, Ebola, Marburg, all that stuff came from the same exact region in Africa. Mm-hmm. 
Hello, Secret Life. Yeah, and it took him, like, what, a week to figure out where that came from? Yeah, and then and it, we're just... With extreme accuracy? In the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. And you're, can't, you're telling me that you can't... It just seems like we... It's sus. Obviously, there was political reasons that we didn't investigate. Well, and now this plague is... It's not just affecting humans. Horses now are really suffering from it. Mm-hmm. Dogs. Uh, well, there was the ape in the zoo that died from it. It's 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 not just a one-species plague. No, exactly. It's, it's like... Would, and you... You don't know how people are going to react from it. It's it's really an interesting the the corona this looking back in history a hundred years from now this decade is going to be quite interesting because of that one pathogen. Yeah. It's going to shape everything for a long time to come. Um, exactly. And Joe Rogan's very smart, by the way, because he had that guy on. And then the next episode after that was a uh, free speech advocate lawyer guy. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't. I thought we couldn't listen to title. Joe Rogan anymore because he told us yeah, not to get the thing. vaccine. Yeah, but here's the thing: he, he uh, you know, this whole thing pisses me off because he didn't say not to get the vaccine. I read exactly, but of what course, he the said. news wants to uh, they create a martyr it. here, I guess. But basically, what he was saying was, "I'm healthy. I didn't get the vaccine because I'm. I thought about it, and I don't need it." And he's like, "I also have access to testing all the time and all this other stuff." And he's like, "But I'm also healthy." And I feel like it, you know, if I get the vi- if I get the virus, it's not going to really kill me necessarily. And that's his choice and his opinion. And then he said, if somebody like who's twenty one and healthy and works out and stuff came up to me and asked me if I should get the vaccine, I would say no. And he's also was saying this in a time where it wasn't available to everybody either. No, but that doesn't. Okay, they're not going to consider that. They're just going to no, but they're just going to take the very tiny point out of it and. Running their narrative on, how dare anybody be against getting this vaccine? Well, right now we have a corona bomb going off in India, which, that's what it is. Okay, because there are 400,000 cases. People don't realize in America how high density the population is in India. And their sanitary standards, as a whole, as a culture, it's a different culture. Like, you've got communal living. It's just different. And so it's a perfect scenario for COVID to spread. Any virus, really. It's not just coronavirus. Coronavirus is highly spreadable. It's it's also brand new. A yeah. new pathogen is very virulent. And so you've got that going on. At the same time, they're like, oh, now young people are getting sick more. They're getting hospitalized more. So that's the new narrative now is, and are they really, are they really getting hospitalized anymore? Because when I go read their articles, the hospitalization rate on young people, a lot of times, I, I don't know if it's any different than a bad flu season. I need to, I know Corona's worse than the flu because it's a new pathogen. People need to quit saying it's just a, a cold because it's, yeah. it's not. I, I've, we've said it before, mostly as a joke. Well, it's... it is mostly as a joke. For for most healthy people, it's not going to be a big deal. I'm saying most, but not all. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's you know you're there's... always going to have your outliers. But for, literally, for most people with a decent immune system and who at least exercise and, and tries to eat a little good, it's comparable to the flu. It is. Other than that, it has killed quite a many people. It is and highly so virulent and highly contagious. I don't like it when people contagious. downplay or, uh, like the, you know they're deadly. like, oh, it's fake, fake demic. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's eh, not. It's then, not a fake. Fucking well, virus. you know, because like I might, I know personally people that like my mom has a friend whose friend who's a marathon runner died of yeah. COVID. So I'm like, it, it's exactly. just like any other virulent pathogen. You, the problem with COVID is you don't know who it's going to strike. As far as right now, if you're fat and and if you have health conditions, you should be worried. Like that's you should definitely be a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Cautious, not worried. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of anxiety. So it's like but any other thing. I'm just, more worried uh, driving in Coeur d'Alene than I am of getting Rona. <laughs> you know how many yeah, times no I've shit. almost been killed? It, you, you definitely have a higher chance of dying from a car accident, no matter what condition your body's in. So, Well, and, and so <laughs> I just want people to not lose their minds over the fear that is manifested by the media. I because know. they have ulterior motives, guys. Like, you can see it. Yeah. it's we're, just, we're encouraging you guys to think for yourselves. That's all we're doing. We're not telling quit, you what to do. Quit the CNN cult. They're literally a cult now, I swear to God. 
and CNN is their cult leader, and I've been arguing with them for weeks, so I know how they work now, and they're all groupthink, they're all married to these actual wrongful ideas now, just because the rest of the group does it. It's and they, really not healthy. And they disparage the Trump people for the same behavior that they're exhibiting, and that's the part exactly. I want you to think they're about. Instead hypocrites. of pointing out stuff in other people, reflect on yourself. No, 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 hate any of these people. I'm I don't sad for them that they... Just, I don't know. There's a lot of, oh, I'm I sad know. for them. Okay, you and I are going to be taken out of context at some point eventually I, on the podcast. We already have been. And that's the point. If you listen to the whole thing, what we're trying to encourage with all of our giggling and joking and talking about these things and is freedom of thought. Independent um, opinions and Self-discipline. Reflective ideology. behavior. Yeah. We need to return. Well, if we, I don't even know if we were ever fully there, but we need to know. at <laughs> least try to espouse those principles more than this i'm mad because someone's feelings are hurt yeah well, well uh, i i i am now having flashbacks to the remember the intro we did where we were yell, yelling about baby yeah. yoda i'm so mad like i miss when that was our when that was what was going on in the news baby yoda pissed people off yeah well now it's this week it was joe rogan now tim scott everybody. and literally O'Keefe, everybody right? they can possibly cancel yeah well I and think all o'keefe did was expose cnn for their bullshit at a time that would have made people mad that the bullshit not the person yeah exactly. and now we flipped it where the people are making people mad because they don't have the ideology you do yeah so then you don't listen to what they say well what if there's truth in what they say uh, my opinion is don't have an ideology period you? i mean well, or They're dangerous. Have, have principles. Like you can principles, completely, yes. you completely love Joe Biden. I'm not going to hate you just because you love Joe Biden or Donald mm-hmm. Trump. I'm going to no, listen I, to what I, you have I to say. I can understand. I, I'm sure you have good points too. Well, that's just it. Is it? That's the that's the beauty of every debate. Is both sides will usually have good points. It's just at the end of the day, it's about compromising. And we are dehumanizing people because of their ideology, and that upsets me very much. It's like it's just as bad as dehumanizing people because of their race. It's just as bad as Shh, that's what got Gina canceled. I don't even care. I would love to be canceled. I, I just won't come off the farm. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I live with Like my, I said, I encourage them to cancel us at this point because you get so much publicity. That's true. They're literally just free advertisers at this point. Like, it's the tale as old as time. Bad publicity is still publicity. Well, period. So. I just hate that. I guess what I hate is people are being manipulated for nefarious reasons. Instead of, they think that people on their side, that they've chosen a side, is they've got good intentions. And they might have some good intentions, but overall... Their intention yeah. is to drive you of your freedom and independence well, in your thought. And that's terrible. Yeah. I, I, Why would you ascribe? I don't want to belong to a world like that. I don't either. I, I, don't, I think that that's the whole I, point of our podcast is bad. fight don't, against don't, it. Don't be blindly following everybody. But yeah. here's the thing. What we're telling people requires effort and like some time into it. A little bit. But don't of, all of sitting there and actually thinking. Don't and all a lot things. of people don't like to just sit there and think. I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there that these people are usually extroverts. Mm. They don't have the capacity to just sit there with themselves because then uh, then inevitably they're going to be reflecting on themselves. And then they have to fix stuff. So I was listening, um, Dave Asprey brought up something about this. He went in a cave. Like, there's a big trend of shamanism and psychedelics and all this stuff. Yeah, that's true. He went in a cave for four days. Dirty for, hippies. I know. <laughs> but he's just, he said, that if you're not used to spending time with yourself, you realize you, being alone with yourself is not a bad thing. Oh. And in our society, we are, have to be entertained all the time. And it's really hard for people. How hard is it for people to sit and not engage in anything but just themselves? I observe this so great with uh, with my stepdaughter, Ileana. Oh, Ileana. She just cannot be alone. She cannot not do something for five seconds at a time. And she has I to I think engage. she pretty much has ADHD. But smart as um, a whip, that But she's child. extremely extroverted. She has to have, like, some kind of some kind of interaction with other people at all times or she fucking loses it 
Yeah. Like, absolutely loses it. And just where introverts need to go out and engage with mm-hmm. community, extroverts need to remove themselves and engage with just themselves. It's like, it's about balance. And we're out of balance massively. Yeah. Like you said, like, Illy... It's, it's very true. You you have to learn... <clears throat> you can have the greatest discovery and growth when you spend time alone. It's fasting. very true. I have my best ideas. Your best, I have my best like, ideas uh, alone. Yeah, like, I have my greatest problem-solving moments when I am just alone yeah. in nature. Um, so there, there's something cathartic about it. On one hand, you have like meditation where the goal is to completely clear your mind. Yes. But you're going to be alone and just with yourself. Um, obviously, we all know it's impossible to completely, truly clear your mind, but it's the very practice of that that's the that's the therapy. Because you're never going to truly clear your mind 100%. No mm-hmm. one can, not even the masters, but that's why they're constantly on the quest to do so. Because. But there's something about that pursuit. But then on the other hand, you have the just sitting alone and reflecting, purposefully thinking thoughts. Yep. Two completely opposite things that are both therapeutic. They're you both need needed. There needs to be a balance of those. To things. take yourself out of your drama every so often and realize how infinitesimally small you are and how uh-huh. connected you are to all of this stuff, and then it makes you hate people less. Well, we were talking about that Thursday. Yeah. Um, oh, we did talk about that. One small issue with everything, uh, it, it, one small contributor to a lot of problems we have as humans, particularly the existential problems, is that a lot of us don't see... Like the night sky. No. Nope. How it is. Used to be, you just go outside and it's so dark that you see the entire band of the Milky Way far out into the into the infinite space. And it makes you feel really fucking small. Because we are. It could take and insignificant. A, and it grounds you. It really grounds you as what we really are as humanity. It could take a quadrillion yeah. of your lifetimes and you still would never get to the end of it. Exactly. Like, you, you need to think about your smallness because then it, it, it takes away that your problems are not that big. They're not insurmountable, and they really don't even matter. Because you have no control over them. Exactly. And it gives you some sort of centering. And it doesn't matter. I I believe faith is important because it helps you make sense of the world and guide you through. But I don't care what your faith is. And that puts me at odds with the tradition I was brought up in. But I realized as I grew older, that specifics is about you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And then you're getting into the my stuff is better than your stuff thing. My I'm so tired of that. Why not just sit down and have dinner with a Buddhist? I think you'd right? have a good time. That'd be nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we can get people like that on the podcast eventually. Well, we need to start bringing, you know, people on and talking um, to them. It's a work in progress. It is. We, it's uh, called money. Yeah. We we have big plans for the podcast. It's just not, we're not making any money yet. And it's just a long process. Well, eventually we'll invest more because we need to get like an actual audio interface and like legitimate microphone setups and boom arms and a better And we can remote and... people in. A lot of the podcasts now that I listen to, they don't even have the guests with them. There's yeah, I with know. Them. So we, we're going to get to that point Hopefully because eventually. I kind of like this being, you know, you and I are different people. We have similar ideologies in that we like to question things, but we don't have exact ideologies, but I'd oh, exactly. love to get different perspectives because I like it to be an existential round table. That's kind of what our podcast is. <laughs> That's kind of my goal too. Yeah. But I don't necessarily only want to discuss these deeper things with every guest and stuff no. i typically want to just get people on and ask them about like hey like what's your favorite like way to take a shit and obviously i'm joking i'm just making an example of like no, the mediocrity we want to talk about it's the ex- you that's also important like you we need to also realize everybody's a human everybody takes a shit 
Okay, but I find all people... <laughs> At the end of the day, like... Or in the morning. Everybody washes their hands. Everybody fucking takes a shower, I hope. I don't know. But should... Uh, that's my thing. I think all, all people through. are interesting. Not just yeah. special, fancy people that get the media coverage. I like the logger down the road. You should yeah. hear the stories that those people have to tell. Exactly. Like, I want just your normal story. I want people to tell their normal stories. Not just talk about their expertise. We've, we can, no, I can get on NPR. Everybody about. can get on NPR and listen to people's expertise. Anybody can go on Joe Rogan and listen to people's expertise. I don't really care about that. I just want to get these big people in and we'll probe them a little bit about these big ideas but really i just want to ask them about their life they don't probably don't even talk about it all that much like hey you know like what's your favorite fucking car or like um but what do you set your fucking thermostat to for your air conditioner but basically to humanize to make everybody remember that we're all the same i want to ask someone if they equal. would go to a gastropub named the neglected asparagus like, I just want exactly, to ask like people random weird, weird questions, random questions because you get kernels of wisdom yeah. and you learn stuff and there's connection. And I feel like that's what's missing. That's the relatability just, and the connection. Yeah, because yeah. we all, every human that is ever walking around your neighborhood or the whole planet, you can find something to identify mm -hmm. with them on. You even, just got to start talking. Even in divisive conversations that are not, just not toxic ones, like, 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 do you prefer Coke or Pepsi? It's like, it still becomes a conversation. And you guys, you, at the end of the day, having that conversation, it doesn't usually turn into a big war like it does on Twitter. But in person, when you're talking to someone and you're talking about, I like Coke better and I like Pepsi better, it turns into a wonderful conversation where you guys find common ground usually. Like, you get, at the end of the day, you figure out, we both like soda. Yeah. Or maybe you or don't. Then you have, a, then you have a very awesome conversation about, you know, like, why soda's bad or whatever. Well, I know this sounds hippie That's what I love but about. But it's hard to hate people close up. Yeah. And that's what I love about, that's what I like to hear in podcasts. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and guess... Other people like to hear that in podcasts, too, and that's kind of my goal for this podcast, is not to just get these big thinkers on and talk ad nauseum about these big ideas. No. We already, me and Katie kind of already do that, even though we're not necessarily... We also talk there. about little things like taking and again, poop, they, poop taking time. Those kind of people yeah. already get on Joe Rogan and NPR and, and, and Lex Friedman and all these other... And that's great, but you can already go and hear them do it there. Why do we, I don't want to regurgitate the same crap everybody else is doing. No. I want to get, like, the neighbor down the road and fucking, like, a fireman and, like, just these average Joes and big people eventually. Well, and talk about tangible things. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not just your project that you're working on that's your life work is cool, but also I want to know about you because mm -hmm. you're a cool person. So, like, what do you do that you enjoy? Where do you like to travel? Yeah. What do you like to eat? Like I said, would you go to a gastropub called the Neglected Experigus? Like, <laughs> I want to know, yeah. you know. Uh, for instance... I would love to get Eric Weinstein on the show, let's Ooh. say, just for an example. Okay? I'd like to ask I, lo him I love a lot of his thoughts and everything, but I don't want him to sit there and talk about all these deep things he already talks about with everybody. I want to get him on and just have a whole episode about the music he likes and how he learned Doesn't to play, he play guitar. guitar. Yeah, and like and like his trips to India that everybody makes fun of him for talking about all the time. Or not India, was it India? I think it was India. I'd like to ask him what his favorite food is or yeah, like what, what his favorite Indian talk. food is. I like, want to get these big people on and then just level ourselves with because them. Because you humanize people when you connect with them. Yeah. And right now, I, we have a cult of celebrity in America. It's really bad. And it makes people, like, real, they are the same as you. They just have better circumstances or they worked hard or, you know... It's there's you're not relatable anymore, and that makes me sad because they still have all the same. In fact, in stoicism, one of the things is if you come up against someone or some situation that's ridiculous or overwhelming, or you feel inferior, mm -hmm. you're just supposed to. One one of the Stoics said, just imagine that person having sex, <laughs> yeah. like all the grunting. Because it's okay. True. Come on, sex is not like this beautiful 
you know, like the movies make it. It's pretty feral. And so it's like, it's, it's talking about framing things and people in a way that makes it look ridiculous so that you're not intimidated. But anymore. my uncle used to say with stage fright and stuff, because I remember yeah. my uncle John used to live with us for a few months one time, or for, uh, for like a year one time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I had a little bit of stage fright about a stupid public speaking thing I had to do in school. I think I was in middle school. Cool. And he, he told me, just think about everybody taking a shit. Because yep. we all take shits. We and all then do. it levels you with the audience. Most people it's do it with like, a smartphone now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been kind of trying to teach that without being so vulnerable to my daughter. She's uh, actually has her a dance recital tomorrow. Yes, she does. But she's super nervous. She's got a little bit of stage fright, and understandably so. But what I've been telling her is just remember, the people in the audience, they're there to see you, and they're going to be happy with no matter how you dance. You don't have to worry about fucking up. You're still going to have, they're going to applaud you. You're not giving a TED Talk. No. So it doesn't matter. You're not alone. It's like, you're you're going to have fun, and everyone's going to be so happy and applaud for you that you're doing even trying, and it's the trying that matters. So don't be so nervous. It's going to be fine. I used to tell my kids to imagine they all had a yeah. flower pot on their head, and the flower would sway as they danced. Exactly. You know, like, give them where they... I'm, I'm, trying, to, uh, I'm trying to make her picture the fact that she's... Um, She's the one that learned how to dance. The audience doesn't know how to dance, so they'll be impressed regardless. They're there to appreciate you. Exactly. And the first time's the hardest. The first yeah. time in public performance um, is hardest. Unfortunately, this this idea doesn't translate to stand-up comedy, so oh. if you're trying, to, if you're an oh. aspiring stand-up comedian, I don't recommend taking my advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually have to put work into craft. Because laughter, comedy, is, is, is impulsive. It's not something that, you, like... You know what I mean? You also have to you read have to, the you audience. You have to trigger the impulse of comedy. Yeah. So it's not like it's something you, like like a TED Talk where you're just going to talk for an hour and everybody's like, okay, I'll get it. That's why no, comedy is like a, it's like, it's like an instinct. It's also why self-depreciating humor is so popular. <laughs> yeah. Because if you make fun of yourself and get everybody laughing at you, <laughs> the sky's the limit. Exactly. I, I, I love yeah. comedy. Comedy's amazing. I've. Indulged I, in it forever. I feed off, forever, when, so. and I, that is one of the greatest ways to make a group of awkward people comfortable with each other. A Absolutely. lot of times, I will just say something completely random because you get to a certain point in life, you should, where you don't care what people think. Yeah, it's usually around middle age. You're just oh, like, yeah. you know, you don't care. If you get it younger, good for you. That means you have a strong sense of self. But then when you get to that point, you, you want people to be comfortable and enjoy themselves, or maybe you want them to be uncomfortable. And either way, you throw a bomb <laughs> in there. It's going to be a good time. There's I, an empowerment in being uncomfortable, though, too. I think being putting yourself in discomfort is how you grow. Dave Chappelle has proved that. Yes. Uh, he's a master of uncomfortable comedy. Oh, gosh. Because he makes us realize things while also making us laugh our ass off. I love it he's when people point out my biases, and instead of feeling guilty about them, I'm like, oh, I need to work on this. Yeah, yeah. I think that we got to stop with this uh, this affection of guilt we put on everybody. It's like, we're all That's bad. Nobody likes to feel guilty, and sometimes the guilt's justified and people need to feel guilty, but like for just mediocre things. For tedium, nobody needs to be feeling guilty I, I for I would tedium. rather have people like, oh, you know what? I have this idea. I need to reflect. Because the thing is, is there's no one of us better. I was re- listening to a psychology podcast about that we, in the past, we were harder on ourselves than we were on others. And now, else. you know, I brought this yeah. up. And I think this is very important. What's with, so much easier On Twitter, to... are you holding someone to a standard that you would hold yourself to? And I think that should be with mm-hmm. everything. When you're trying to be serious. When you're just goofing around. And I think that's another thing. People need to be allowed to just goof around. Yeah. Now, if it's harming someone, yes, woke people. Well, if I, you want goofing around, you just got to go on Reddit. That's Let's true. Let's be real. There's no one serious on there. Well, sometimes. there is and there's not. <laughs> I guess it's well, half and half. I would say. Nice post. Nice post. <laughs> nice post. Oh nice, gosh, nice, nice, what nice. was that that you showed me the other day? Oh, that, the, uh, that casually was, explained. By casually the way. explained is it, genius. Uh, I laugh. I feel like we're just YouTube channel curators at this point on the podcast. What's but that's wrong okay. with curation? I, I watch a lot of YouTube. 
I'm a I, library. See, I don't. I don't like any of the crap that's on streaming platforms anymore. I've already watched most of the cool stuff that I think I'd enjoy. I'm just sitting here waiting on these new seasons of stuff that I do like. Okay? So the YouTubers keep you going. So I go to I I have YouTube Premium because I wanted a music service and I thought that was a good add-on to Google Music, which has every song. So I'm fine with Google Music, and it also just happens to come with YouTube Premium, meaning I don't have ads on YouTube. So well, that's my it, primary. Rub it in you, one percent. Yeah, exactly. I'm a one percent. Yeah. Ten dollars. Rub it in. <laughs> but uh. And I'll push Google till the day I die because they did a shitty job at advertising, so that's why Spotify is so big and they're not even as good. But my point is, um, sorry. Wow, you just like... I'm shilling for Google right now, and we're not even sponsored. Triggered. Google, you owe me money now, you fucking bastards. Give it up. Alphabet Give is... Give it up. Your name starts with B. You're at the bottom. That's true, unfortunately. But anyway, uh, my point being is I watch a lot of YouTube because that's... I just find a lot of... I also like to watch people play video games a lot, and I like it better than Twitch to just watch a playthrough on YouTube because it's a little bit more on demand. And I don't have to simp. Uh, Twitch is also high bandwidth. Rural people, rural people have trouble with Twitch. Like his his wife streams, and I would love to be able to watch her stream. But if anybody else in my house is doing anything, yay Mm -hmm. bandwidth. Yay bandwidth. Yeah, Yeah, it uses a lot of. It's a very heavy resource driven thing. Um, But I I just I watch a lot of YouTube. Is my point. So I'm going to tell you guys about the YouTube because I don't think a lot of people do. Is it because a lot of people have ads and they can't close their phone when they want to listen to a podcast? Yeah, but on if YouTube, you really so. want to do something, you pay for. I don't like how YouTube is policing everybody as much anymore. But, but there is some genius. Thing. Like the is, do, love the do. Yeah, my point is, but my point is on that is like um, because of how YouTube is when you don't have premium. Uh, typically, you're not going to spend a lot of time on there, and you're going to just look at like your all your typical front page content. So a lot of people don't branch out as far as I do into the YouTube rabbit hole. Okay. So that's why I'm here to tell you about these gems that you guys are going to miss out on because they're not pushed to you and pandered to you by the YouTube algorithm. Well, and cur- so, let's talk about curation. Curious, uh, or curation, yeah. But I was curation gonna, is a good thing, Brady. I was going to mention um, Casually Explained is really a good. hilarious YouTube channel. I love, so it's a little cartoonish. I love Russell Brand, too. Russell Brand is a great one, too. Yeah, and um, then what is he, it? He is Ryan a weird, whatever. Yeah. Ryan, the, the Brian but George or Ryan. Ryan George Ryan is hilarious. George, uh, the Do is amazing. Love the it's Do. It's T-H-E-D-O-O-O, all one word, The Do. And most millennials um, are probably going to know. Yeah, a lot of people, lot of people might get triggered by the dude, though. His content's a little inflammatory. Okay, but he's still okay. He's still funny. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say about curation. As a librarian, one of the greatest parts about my job that I love, that offsets a lot of the frustration, is curating for people. Because I know about a lot of things from my study and you know research and all that stuff from the work that I do, I can yep. share it with people, and they might not know about it. Yeah. And then it's exciting. So even if our podcast gives somebody the joy of Ryan George, like. How yeah. is that a bad thing? Guys, go look up Ryan George. I'm going to link some of these in the description. He's super funny. I'll link Ryan George. Can you write this down real quick so I don't link forget? Link Ryan George. So link Ryan George, casually explained, the do. Cash. Because I love my boy, the do, man. He's Oh, God, he's, he's super amazing. enjoyable. Or Stevie T. I don't know. A lot of people aren't into guitar, but if you guys like a little uh, bit. Stevie if you guys like just, music and comedy. He's the Jim Carrey of guitar playing. Yeah, if you guys like yeah, music at funny. all, you don't and have to be a super guitar nerd explained. like him. What was the other one? Oh, um, um, Russell Brand. Russell Brand is really. Oh, his is like. His he has is, a very profound channel on YouTube. It's I like very, listening to him speak. What is that accent that he has? It's like a. It's a very unique British accent. Well, yes, I know they have their they have like five different British accents. There's something they, I'm ignorant of. As I can't British remember accents. what his is. Yeah. Uh, I don't his know is all called. the regions. Celine would know this probably. But she probably would. He's a, he's got a very unique British posh. accent that isn't. Is, we don't hear it a lot. Let's he just also say. is very eloquent the way he speaks. It's exactly, funny because he was like yeah. this party dude, but he's very smart. Oh, yeah, well, he used to be highly addicted to drugs, and then he got enlightened. And now he's I just addicted Buddhism. to freedom. 
No, he just loves freedom. Yeah, yeah he, he I, talks I, about a lot of things. I also like the weird guru clothes he wears. This makes yeah, me happy yeah. watching him. He's, he's a really cool dude to see him. Yeah. yeah. His stand-up, by the way, on Netflix. I think I brought this up the last episode anyway, but he has a Netflix special. Uh, his most recent one's fucking hilarious. He's pretty hilarious and profound. It's like one of those comedies that kind of like mixes deep thoughts and comedy at the same time, mm-hmm. but also makes you think. It's, he's a master. He's just cool. Just like Chappelle, he's a master. Uh, I wish he'd do another one soon, but I can't force that upon him. He's an artist, so whatever. <laughs> it's hard being um, an artist. But you guys, anyone want... I might even do my own separate podcast of just YouTube curation. You soon. should totally do that. I don't know what kind of niche there would be of that, but I might push more people to get premium, which actually makes the app better, so hey, I don't know. Maybe the but Goog will sponsor Goog. Sponsor Give me the you. goddamn Goog. The Goog. <laughs> the Goog coin. The Goog coin. Some oh, that, it's probably coming. Some of that Goog coin. Oh, cryptocurrency. Man, my fucking doge is killing it. Oh, Brady, it's been way. fun watching because you had the FOMO there. That's why you bought the Doge. And then you were going to sell it memes. because it dropped. And I'm like, just memes. leave it alone. Yeah. And then he held it. And now he's like a Doge. Diamond double, hands. Do- yeah, off. you're the double Dogeonaire there. Going to the moon. You're going to the moon. Going to the moon. The moon. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, had, I bought $10 of Dogecoin. Immediately it dropped. Mm-hmm. I was fucking pissed. You were worried. But I held, you, you motherfuckers. You got I the diamond, held. The diamond hands. I'm a holdler. God damn it. And now I have $69. So, pretty good. Well, at least as of yesterday, it's probably gone. You can get a Bugatti now. Dude, Doge is so fucking volatile. At any given time, it's a different... It's it's Schrodinger's coin at this point. We've talked about it. It's the Wild West in crypto land. (laughs) Yeah, it's Schrodinger's coin because the outcome of the value of that, if you're not looking at it, could be literally anything by the time you look at it. There's no fucking logic I love there's a Doge billionaire now. (laughs) That... Yes. Cracks me up. Much billions. That's the Much weird thing billions. about these goddamn cryptocurrencies, man. It's meme coins. Especially Doge, because no, there's like no organization to it. It's just a bunch of weird Twitter people going, fucking Doge. Oh, oh they just, there's it's nothing, a meme coin. It's, there's, it they made it as a joke not even anything. Ago. It was it's funny. literally nothing. I remember when it came out and I was like, you could buy like a Doge for it was like point zero 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 one. I wish I would have <laughs> bought like a thousand of those. People bought I'd it as a rich. joke. I don't even know if I have any in my portfolio. I'll have to look. I'm so happy I just leave that who, stuff alone. I'm so happy to the hardcore holders who bought it at the beginning. They're, well, they they had a lot of You know what crypto is, though? You buy things because you like it. Really, I mean, what do you think NFTs are, I guess? Oh, NFTs. NFTs, me. Still one of my favorite intros. That was a fun intro. Yeah, um, NFTs are just out of control. Like, people are literally drawing a butt on Microsoft Paint and then it's an NFT. (laughs) And I'm just... And of course, the... It goes for like... It goes for a third of an Ether, and I'm just like... Oh my god. I'm all, what? I gotta see that. You gotta go into NFT land. We gotta make our own NFTs, I swear to god. Our intros need to be I talked my blueprinting friend. Does it have to be a JPEG? Huh? A JPEG? Or a PNG? Like, what, is um, it, what is the typical format? I, we can go on NFT showroom. It's linked to my cryptosphere, um, my community. If we could make our intros the NFTs, that'd be great. Where people but then we wouldn't own them anymore, No, I guess, we so can make whatever. specific ones that are NFTs. Yeah. Um, audio yeah, audio, audio um, files are a little... Most NFTs are, are digital art right now. Yeah. I've thought about making a book at NFT. Oh, hey. Like, I thought that might be interesting, but why not an audio file? No, why not? Or music, music is actually for author or for artists. NFTs are really cool. That could be like the new renaissance of like marketing your music because the music industry is so controlling, just gone right now. Like yeah. as far as industry wise goes, you got Spotify, Apple, and Google, and yeah. then you have the record labels trying to compete in that market, and then you have independent artists who are making like literally like a third of a penny per stream, and they're getting twenty streams. It's like fucking Christ. Um, I guess at least they're making money. At the end of the day, what's it worth? But and then the whole like idea of an album that's dying. No, it's, it's all, all singles. singles now. 
You know what? Albums used to be like this opus. Like some albums yeah. are designed to be listened to in this, but it's been singles for a while now. It's mm-hmm. in fact, like think about how you listen to music. It's no longer an album, really, most of the time. You, I mean, me. You listen but, to metal albums, yeah. but for the most part, you like most of our. Play, it's a playlist culture. The PyPod yeah, started. Yeah, it really the, is. Really the, PyPod. the PyPod. The PyPod. The PyPod started. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted because my nothing wrong. I I like. I love playlists. I like the availability of music now, though. Oh, I, I love don't it. have to go to the fucking store and buy a stupid CD and then not like half the songs on the CD. It's but safe. I spent ten dollars on two songs I like. I don't that. like what artists are getting paid <laughs> and compensated yeah. by the big people. But it also lowers the incentive to make good music. Well, and the thing is, because when you had to buy an album, you had to make sure all those songs were going to be good. And it's shifted <laughs> the concept of music. Now the music is everywhere. So if you like an artist, you support them by buying their swag and being a subscriber to their website. And oh, it's changed. The, we're in the hustle culture. It's the changed the culture, dynamic. Yeah. And and it's just, fucking everybody has merch now. I know. Well, and then they are, they're having to rethink how to. And so NFTs is a little different because it's that little bit of code. It, turn, it monetizes the actual thing. Yeah. But really, do you want to spend a third of an E for it's? It's a novelty because you can go get music for free everywhere else. Pretty much, yeah. So I don't know what. And then that there's not a lot. It's, and it's not saturated. hard pirate stuff. It's saturated. You go get your NordVPN and a BitTorrent client. Well, I you got, got infinite music. It's also the easiest to make music now. I have a positive grid. My oh yeah, came. so that's what. I, yeah, I can't believe we took all episode to talk about this. Let's let's talk so about Katie, it. So well, Katie, we've been pushing this positive grid app for yes, the last two the episodes. Spark. She got the positive grid Spark guitar amplifier. Cool. And my god, is this thing fucking it's cool. It's so neat. So, we haven't even tapped its potential. I am barely even scratched the surface. Right now we're that. using it as our Bluetooth speaker, and it is super, super neat. It sounds <laughs> Giant so... box. It sounds so good to practice on, and we haven't even cracked the whole app part. I mean, it's just bananas. Yeah, it's like about as big as this laptop screen-ish, and like... Yeah, it's so fucking cool. It's like though. a foot by a foot, right? Yeah. It, it's just... Positive grid. Seriously, kudos, and thank you. Oh, for practicing? Give us money. <laughs> Yeah. I want free app, you motherfuckers. Oh, and then you're, you're, you, since we're going to pimp everything. Yeah, you I'm need pimping to pimp. it. Fuck it. We're turning, into a, we're turning into an advertising channel that doesn't get paid. Let's do that. Because it's never been done. That Fuck means it. we're more holy than everybody else. Oh, We've now, got bitches. Twitter credits. Ah, virtual signals. Social credits. So, so, yeah. I've been using uh, HelloFresh. We've all heard the ads. Oh, all of us. Ed, come on. It's you like, can't escape it It's anymore. like Shadows, Raid Legends, Raid or whatever. Shadow yeah, Legends. Yeah, those people. So, it's everywhere. Okay. Oh, they ate that game. <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dollar Shave Club. Oh yeah, uh, and then the the shave your balls yeah. stuff. Oh, I can't wait to start playing around with plugins for Audacity because I could have just came in with the uh, the ad, the ad parition that we made up. Oh, I could have just hit a button and been like, Ooh, buy the Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> I'll do that eventually. You and, like HelloFresh though? It's I have to ad, do it in post. It's now, an ad of a product soon. that you actually really enjoy. Yeah. I, I don't mind if it's products I enjoy. Yeah, the food so good. Last night we had these flatbreads. Yeah. And, oh, another they, flatbread. Ah, man, they were so, I've never had the flavor combination before, so it was. Lemon ricotta, ooh, uh, fried zucchini, and uh, we I marinated these cherry tomatoes that I sliced in half in garlic and oil and salt and pepper, and I stick those on there, and then you bake it in uh, with uh, what else was on there? What was the side dish? Oh, uh, it was chili flakes, honey, and a bunch of other, and it was soup. Everything was super lemony. It sounds and amazing. Very, it was so good. The flavor. I've never had this flavor combination, so my mouth didn't know how to take it, but it was so good. Well, I feel like if you're in a There food, was no side, actually. It was just the, the just four flat, I feel like if, big you're ass in, if you're in a food rut, it pushes you mm-hmm. outside of your food rut because mm-hmm. you're going to try flavor combinations you'd never think of. Oh, every some of the time. Stuff I'm that like, you, what? <laughs> well, you gave me the, the boxy thing. I'm I gave, try I get, They gave us a promo, like four free boxes for to give your friends as a promo, which I love that type of promo where you're actually giving out free stuff because your product's good. 
Well, and, and it, it sells itself, so... Just the recipes. I mean, I'm pretty much, like, I'm a very homesteady type it, of person. It, it delivers it right to your door. It's, uh, I don't know where they're stationed, but to them it's locally sourced, um, like, Ma and Pa kind of farm stuff, I guess, supposedly. The waste aspect kind of causes me... Because, see, I'm very self-sufficient. A lot of my food I grow myself. But yeah. still, I want to... I'll have to give it a try, because it'll just for the food, the recipes alone. Mm-hmm. I've looked at a lot of the recipes you've had. So There's the flavor combinations I would never think to try yeah. it because you're busy working. It, it saves you know? me a trip to Walmart, which lowers my carbon my carbon footprint. Well, so. maybe also it might be a little bit more sustainable than you think because most companies like to virtue signal now. So I feel like there's got to be some incentive there. Luckily, they're not actually trying to virtue signal, as far as I know. Well, I don't spend a lot of time on their website, though. I just Celine orders it and I cook it. So, <laughs> well, a lot but of it's the so food- delicious. Now the portion sizes for uh, gigantic babies like I have, you know, I'd have. I to... mean, you're gonna have to up your portion size. But the thing is, is I could just throw a big old salad in there or something. Yeah, you yeah. can always have your own sides with it too. Yeah. I mean, really. But for like me and Tom, we so don't eat a lot anyways because we're old people. Yeah. We like old people eating anyway, so um, I'm, you know. But yeah, you might enjoy that. I gave her a free uh, free box of that. She'll probably love it after. I'm that. gonna. Try. It's just a cool model, um, and it's really not that expensive. Like we did the math, and it's. It's not much more than we were already spending on grocery for meals during the week anyway, so it was like, okay. Because we don't necessarily try to pinch pennies all the time. We, we, we like to eat good. So when we when we did buy food, we were spending a decent amount of money on food. We're, we're privileged enough to like feed our family, luckily. So I know not everybody is, but if you have the means, definitely check out HelloFresh. I really support it. I'm hoping we can actually get advertising from if we're ever going to advertise i want it to be like at least stuff that we like like the amp i don't necessarily like the model of, ad, of advertising that podcasting has though it's kind of i hate how it has to be know. like so prevalent in the episodes and yeah. i like it when people kind of kind of intrusive in a way mockery but then again they're supporting you yeah. so that you can i wish them. it was just you throw their logo in your description and move on with the day well you know I, what I mean you know lex does it all up front in this yeah. podcast and, and everybody like, skips it and that's fine <laughs> I do. I hate ads. I just skip them all the time. There's a reason I bought YouTube Premium, and there's a reason I bought Netflix. It's I can't do ads. I just hate them. Well, if you want something, you are the kind of consumer yeah. that goes and looks and does. I, I love. Stuff. I actually love doing my own shopping. For things. I just. I only buy things out of like necessity. So. <laughs> I have a problem. Usually, ads if they annoy, like come up when I'm trying to work on something or something, it makes yeah. me not want to buy the product. I exactly. have the opposite reaction It'd to it because I'm more the librarian type. It's like, hey, I need A, B, or C. And a lot of the time, I'm it's just shit. Well, like, I don't yeah. need a goddamn sh- the dollar shave. I don't need what's the fucking uh, one that manscaping. Mansca- I don't need the manscaping. You're not a young 20s guy that's going But when I get a little, you know, when the hair gets a little long, I can know where to get clippers. The hair gets a little long. I don't need to fucking sign up for a subscription service for a goddamn hair trimmer. Well, subscription services are the thing now. And a pair of non-chafing underwear. It does sound good. Non-chafing underwear. It's too expensive. Well, and disposable income. At a certain point in your life, you get disposable income if you, if you, the stars align, right? And you have self, what is it, discipline in the beginning? Because, I don't know, I'm not an impulsive buyer. And so ads are probably not good for me. It's, so that's what me, yeah. Katie and I have struggled with how we're going to monetize the podcast. Which is, right now, that's why it's therapy. Podcast is therapy. It is. And then um, we'll get there at some point. We're not in a hurry. We but, I, you know, I would love it if anybody wants to throw us a bone. We do have a buy me a coffee link. And it's, you know, if you guys want to throw us a little bit of cash, I would love to start investing that cash. We're not even going to take it and put it in our pocket. No. It's going to make the podcast better. That's our goal right now. Yeah, like, we need more, give we need us better the ability equipment. to have people come on. Now, I don't know, I don't think our sound quality is that bad or anything, but I would definitely like some more decent equipment. 
We need more. We need a so, soundboard, and we need. I'd like to each to have our own microphone. That would which be fun. Would already improve everything. Yeah, um, and stuff. I would like a, you know, a decent like a mixing board. I got a little bit of a wish list here, guys. So yeah. Um, but I don't want to sit here and we're <laughs> pandering products to you, but we're not even getting paid, so it's kind of funny. Well, no, but they're just things. <laughs> That's the greatest advertising is word of mouth between yeah. people that have you know because you have like people that enjoy you. That's how advertising is supposed to work, is you have a level of authority because people enjoy you or trust you because you provide something for them. Yeah. Which I guess we provide a welcoming atmosphere and you can question things. So these are things that we actually enjoy. That's an authority that you can't buy. Exactly. It gives it a trustworthiness. Like, um, it's like, hey, I really enjoy this thing. But. I like if, Athletic Greens. If you're a guitar player, you got to buy the Positive Grid Spark Amp. Well, like, that's just seriously. because it's cool. It's Really fucking cool, like it, endless tones, like oh. infinite tones. And it's cool looking. It's got this little retro look, like it's got this woven. It's, like it, what it's it reminds me like... of is like um in, in to any typical digital audio workstation, you can uh, use virtualized instrumentation and effects. Yeah. So you basically just plug your guitar into your mixing board, and then the laptop will digitize all the effects. That's what this is, but it actually is a box with a speaker, so it's like a tactile it's, version of that. Yes, basically. and the sound quality is really good. Yeah. I'm really so pleased. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So like, HelloFresh, Positive Grid Spark, fucking Bitcoin, <laughs> the Doge, <laughs> the Doge. Oh, yeah. Everybody, I, I encourage you all to go buy Doge so that I can get wealthy. It would be great. At but, least you're honest about your aims. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, we all know that's why you are. And if you want to be part of a social network that actually pays you, go to Hive. Yes, Hive. Um, I was. I'm, I've been considering joining Hive, but I just don't have that much to say. And yeah, everything I do. I do have to say, I say it on the podcast. Just on, get on 3Speak, which is part of Hive. It's a decentralized media platform. Make videos of you playing your guitar. I'd upvote them. But then that's the whole making a video thing. You don't have to have high quality video. You're oh, a perfectionist. You could just, you could, or you could just <laughs> rant about, you could rant about your thoughts on it. Yeah, internet. I didn't know there was like a, a, a video or audio platform under. I thought it was just blogs. No. That's interesting. Hive is the yeah, blockchain. I, can, I have a lot of rants. Then there's 3Speak. There's also Dbuzz, which is Hive's version of Twitter, but you get paid oh. for your comments. There's a lot yeah, on Hive. It's that's a very another cool thing, ecosystem. Um, that's another thing is also we wanted to decentralize everything with the podcast. We might get off of, uh, the typical host, host, which is Podbean at the moment, which I have no problem with Podbean. They've been very good. I just us. know that eventually I'm not going to be able to say anything I want because that's just how the, that's the world we goes. We might eventually go to Three Speak. What happened with They're Patreon? doing big things there. Um, yeah. That's the decentralized media. Oh, oh! Did you hear? Um, uh, that uh, that Clubhouse app is now just <laughs> primarily simp's and and e girls again. Like it. Like it happens People are using to it for every dating single now. app. <laughs> Simpson e girls. It's the only it's fans. On a, a more it's high the class. only fans of apps. Yeah. It's just a more high class level of. Well, it's exclusion. Going on, I guess. Anytime yeah. you exclude people, then it becomes a popularity contest. I just, I just loved to hear that. that. Cracks I, was, me up. I read this article about it. It made me fucking laugh so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, of course, what's the internet for? If not that. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And then Twitch. Um, Twitch has a problem right now of just these chicks getting half naked and sitting in a hot tub showing their butt instead of like playing video games, which is normally the point of Twitch. But isn't that what so was going to happen the, to Twitch? That was its in The discussion in-game. and talking section of Twitch has exploded, and it's primarily these chicks in an inflatable hot tub in their living room with their ass out. Twitch is now debating what they're supposed to do about this issue because they're like, we can't have that at the same time. We can't. It's going to be a little bit bad publicity to take that down, even though they're super woke. 
So they're they're oh, like no. struggling as a company to figure out a solution to what's going to on the hot there. tub. I love that some enterprising the, girls and boys brought in hot tubs. Well, why is that the thing nowadays? With your OnlyFans and now Twitch, you can just get half naked and make money because of the simp's. And then you have like your chatterbaits and everything. It's like, what is makes, that what we've de- devolved into? Is just everybody sells their naked body for money? What makes me sad? Well, that's is the, your um, boobs an NFT now? Like, that's the mitochondrial DNA, though. It's like that yeah. impulsive behavior. What makes me sad is that there's so many simp's that are willing to throw money at people yeah. who don't even care about you. We're not even like a and as, as repressed as we used to be. And this is still happening, like... Well, and it's the era of COVID, too, though. we got to remember, we're in Idaho, I so guess. we don't know what it's like. Well, the rest was... of them cannot go outside still. That's true. You know, they're... they're I don't yeah. know. Uh, and I'm not saying anything negative about the girls who choose to do that. Whatever. They're hustling. Their... I just don't get the whole thing of it, that's all. Well, no, what is an article I saw on Reddit concept. the other day or something? This guy gave this chick on OnlyFans or Twitch, like, $10,000, you know, the premium donate thing, just to meet her, and she didn't even, like, wasn't even nice to him. Like, oh, she yeah, was just I bet. Really... She just kind of ignored what he, him. What does he expect? And I, and, and I you felt so buy, bad. Can't he buy was, people. He was the stereotype of the, the neckbeard guy, you know. Oh. Like, and, and then she's this little, and I'm just like, lady. But then She both, could have been nicer, but he shouldn't have been an idiot. Let's you also both devalued here. yourself exactly. with the interaction. So yeah, it's the it's thing. really sad. It, it's Of <sighs> course it's not going to have any depth. But then again, I know fam- like I have a dear friend speaks. who's been, she found her husband, they started dating on AOL Instant Messenger. So oh, it's cool. like. 20 years ago or whatever and so i know that there are connections that can be made on the internet yeah but i just that seems so impersonal to me it's like it's so weird give i just ten thousand dollars so i can look at your butt through that's the, the whole concept of that is like weird to me just like i'm gonna show my butt and you're gonna give me money as if there's not bajillions of Free butts hours to of look free at. butts to look at on the internet. That's my thing. I mean, come on. Is it because there's less people, like, there's a personal connection because you can talk <laughs> well, with the person showing your butt? Like, you don't even have, you don't even really get to interact with them if they don't want to interact with you on OnlyFans. It's, you just, but on it's, Twitch a, it's you literally can. like, it's like going shopping. There's, you pay a subscription as, to view their content, mm-hmm. and then you just get the content. It's just videos. But on Twitch, you can interact. Stuff. Yeah, but that's, that's just. Twitch so is different. Yeah, Twitch you, is the chat. You have the pseudo. There's relationship some relationship. There. It's what do they? I can't remember what they call that. But yeah, it's like the, yeah, the pseudo. We talked about that in our social media thing. But you know, they don't actually care. They just want your bits. I know. <laughs> actually, the bits You're, is funny. Fi- figuratively and literally. <laughs> I didn't like, think about that. Till that was bits. nicely done there. And Twitch, their little their little digital currency is called bits. They want it's you. like a penny for a bit. I'll give you bits for your bits. Such a weird devalued piece of crap. Anyway, okay. I don't know. Twitch is interesting, though. But it's just funny. They're trying to figure out what to do about the problem of the hot tub chicks. It's the a big hot deal tub, now. Hot tub, Twitch, hot tub Twitch machine. I find it amusing the things <laughs> that happen. That, what is that called? The unintended consequences yeah. of creation of things. Twitch, Twitch speaks a lot about just human psychology. though. The fact that people would pay as much money as they pay just to watch people play video games. It's very interesting. And it all goes it's back... It's because of the chat aspect, though, like It all goes back to connection, yeah. and then reproduction is obviously something that drives us yeah. in popularity contests. Well, what is it about uh, a screen, that, that goddamn Black Mirror, that gives the illusion of, like, a fame, almost? Because we, we've seen this grow over time with YouTube, and with Twitch, and with all these... Instagram and TikTok and, and Instagram. 
these people are just normal people, but they just, you know, play video games on YouTube and talk about the game while they're playing. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to interact with them as if they're famous, just because they've made it a part of their day. And then podcasting kind of has the same issue. Has the same thing. Like Like, with, uh, you know, like with Lex and Joe. And and you can hold it over people. Like, he liked my, he liked my Mm -hmm. tweet. What is it about the screen that does that? The The phone. The, the, what is it about the remote communication that does that to people? Well, I don't know. As opposed and, and to the going it, and making a friend It at becomes the dangerous. This reminds me of something I read this morning when I was laying there. I kind of just did morning story read time. And this mom, she was part of the momstagram culture. She yeah. made up this whole story that this Latino couple kidnapped her kids. And now she's going to go to jail for six months. But it's like, you harmed someone just because you wanted likes. That's uh-huh. really terrifying to me. So what is it about this fake social credit that's purely digital? It's purely digital. It, it literally means nothing. Yeah, people. When somebody likes your post, they're never going to think about it again normally. No, it's gone. Unless it's like, a, like this most profound idea that anyone's ever come up with. Well, and then even with our intros and with our episodes, oh yeah, they're not going to people going to listen to it maybe once or maybe they'll go back and listen to an episode they like again. I don't know. I doubt but it. But that's you, it, and then that's it, and then it's it's then it's moved on. There, there's so much content out there now that you're just going to move on. So what what is that currency? What is that credit even worth? Like, what is the like even worth anymore? I don't a know. A tiny bit of self esteem. People need to work on getting self esteem from a different source than 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 the internet. Now, if you're entrepreneurial, really and if you get enough of a following, and you have other actual tangible ideas, like you have a food product or a book or something, then that gives you the platform you to launch. Then you get actual money, though. And you don't have to go through the gatekeepers <laughs> anymore that used yeah. to gatekeep the entrepreneurial world. So I, I there like are that aspects aspect, of it, yeah, that are interesting. But, but yeah, like, like um, what the fuck is his name? Soldier Boy. Yeah. He uses his platform. He likes video games. He tried to make his own console. His own video game console. It obviously flopped. That is not a market... You can even remotely compete in. Unfortunately, yeah. there is a monopoly by a couple companies on that. But he tried. He gave it an effort and sold a few or whatever. They were they were garbage. But you know, <laughs> but, then, but my point is, is like that's part. Of, like you can just if you have an idea, you can just do it if you have a platform. At least try. At least try. Well, and that's it's just empowering. it. And so that part of it, I love yeah. the the uh, whoring yourself for content likes bothers yeah. me though. Like, or just being a hot chick and just talking literally nothing even substantial on Twitch. I talked about this in one of our first episodes. Because it was something I was like, this is what we're competing with mm-hmm. as part of the market of content creation yeah. on, and in the digital world. Is you can if you're if you're hot, all you have to do is get on webcam, a little bit of cleavage, bit. and then chat about nothing. And you get fucking money rolling in. And here we are actually like trying to encourage self growth and, and you know so a little bit of positivity mean- into the world, even though we're bitching about stuff a lot. But anyway, my point is we're trying to like encourage growth thinking. and critical yeah. thinking and stuff yeah. and like we're not getting any goddamn dime. Well, maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe we need to go get our hair done and get some a corset, and you can wear like a shirtless thing, you know, pump a little Boys. iron, and then maybe people will take a, it seriously. That actually would be a fun parody. To that do. would be a fun parody to do. We should do that someday. Um, write that down. Um, okay, parody hotness. But uh, but Why one thing is, do? one thing is, is like that's another thing I've always wondered about my whole life. Actually, is why, like beauty, I guess, is so valuable. It's like it's just whoopty fucking do. Well, it's fleeting. When you really think about it, we're disgusting creatures, no matter how good we look. Well, and also... We're covered in, we're covered in a numerous bacteria all day long, every day. Everybody is filtered now, so you're not even looking at a real person. Even the hot chick on the camera, she has probably got some sort of lighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I can guarantee you well, she's got true. stretch marks they're not, they're somewhere. They're not going to look a damn thing like they do on the, on the, on the webcam. There's filters and lighting and makeup. Tons of makeup. Tons of makeup. Yeah. And see, I just... The effort of that... 
would just drive me nuts. Exactly. So I just never understood the value in beauty. It's, to me, it's pointless. I'm a weird person, though, I guess. Yeah, I don't give too. in to these weird... I don't well, even know can, what it is. Okay, I can Instincts, maybe? I appreciate beauty, not just... Well, like, I appreciate it in a way, like but at the same time, it's not valuable to me. People. Not just human beauty. Like I like things that are pretty, oh, yeah. but it's like, I know it's fading. Because, okay, let's think about it. When's the last time you thought about a woman or a man over 45 and, that like, that's a beautiful... It's usually young people, mm. you know, and... Other than celebrities who put an numerous oh, amount of time... I was thinking... An extravagant amount of time into their looks. I don't want to... they have to. That's part of their I wanna job. I want to feel good forever. I don't want to necessarily... That's very true, yeah. I don't... You know, feeling good... You know, not forever. That's not possible. But I no. would like to feel good, but I don't you need don't to be... don't shoot for stars, Katie. Fuck it. Uh, maybe forever. <laughs> forever, fuck it. Yeah, be like Dave Asprey. I'm going to live to 180. 180. Okay, bro. I don't want to live that long. But, um... I mean more of the beauty thing. You th- as you get older, you think about it. It's not like we're archaic, but tomorrow I'm going to turn 40. But it's kind of cool. Um, that No, it's... Cause it ties into what I was talking about with like Twitch girls, right? So, like, I was asking, like, why beauty so valuable? Yeah, it's a finite resource. It was also a little <laughs> sad. It is, but that's true. Actually, you just touched on something. But it, it's, just, it's just a little sad at the same time that people would... these these I guess men specifically would pay just to listen to a hot chick talk and try to get attention from her but you're only valuing her beauty you don't know the chick you don't know who, a lot of how times the person she's just is. using her beauty to get you things. just want to get attention because she's hot and that speaks to another issue of humanity period even away from the digital world about how people choose their mates because of looks well, that doesn't usually the last. whole peacocking thing yeah my mate's better than and that mate. always always confused me too as someone who's not particularly attractive on a grand scale you're gonna make your wife mad i don't <laughs> oh, you hear it, devil, double she gets anger. Mad at everything I don't double anger. <laughs> double anger is coming. Um, <laughs> she gets mad that I vape Brady on the podcast. Brady is not ugly. Quit being modest. Well, I'm um, not saying I'm ugly, and I'm not trying to like disparage myself. But my point is, is like compared to like George Clooney and shit. Obviously, I'm not. Well, I have. I'm not on that to... scale of attractiveness. But it's like maybe that's why I'm having these. Like I, I was able to reflect on this because I'm not like sucked into the world of You're being not beautiful. Into that being what is that being jacked? Yeah, I'm not jacked by any means. But like. I just don't get it. That's all. Well, I, you Why know, I have an so anecdote about it, and it's, it's really, it especially women, because we're objectified so much more than men. Men are objective oh, sure. too, but ladies are very much objectified. It's absolutely by, true. And I, I put, there was a picture, I don't put a lot of pictures of me on social media at all, just because I don't want to, um, but I, I put one of me going to a masquerade ball one time, and so I, it was one time in my life, I went and bought a dress, I was very thin, I had my hair and makeup done by somebody, and I, I didn't look horrible. But I just remember the likes on that picture and the commentary was so much more than anything else. Yeah. Like, it was just that that beauty thing. That's very interesting. Though. You know, like, people it's... are like, oh, you look like a movie star, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, that means everybody can and look like a got, movie star. For, for it's just whatever how much reason, money that... you want to throw yeah. at it. And that's what I don't understand. Why was that worth more respect than just anything else? Sorry, Corgi. Oh, um, doggies. <laughs> Corgi. Oh, that means the pineapple's home. We should probably wrap it up, yeah. Yeah, it's actually been a little... I went a little longer... Um. I got some new post-production techniques I want to try out, so I'm just hoping to keep it a little shorter, but ever, whatever. So hopefully this uh, episode ends up being a little bit better quality than normal. Other than the corgi. Um, other Sorry. than the corgi. Hey, you can't really do anything about that. So. Corgi! But uh, anyway, guys, it was actually a really fun episode, so I hope anybody, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope anybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, all of our 3,000 We're sorry about listeners. last week. Things happened. Um, by the way... Um, you guys need to be afraid of missing out because we have over 6 million followers now. We do. We're the most popular podcast, period. Yep. So jump on board. 
buymeacoffee.com slash I the show. Be part of our cult. Be part of our cult. And uh, twitter.com slash go I the show. And what else? do we have anything else? <laughs> I think Facebook. I, I've lost track of of our Instagram. of our internet of our digital footprint here. If so you if you talk me. to us, we will respond to you. We're good <laughs> yeah. about that. Oh, uh, Google uh, gmail.com slash go or go at the go show. I the show at gmail.com. There you go. I'm fucking. It's okay. We're gonna say goodbye now. I forgot how usernames work. He needs a cookie. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye.